Welcome back to Here on the Hill, a podcast from Montgomery Bell Academy in Nashville, Tennessee. Last fall, we did an episode on Beatlemania, but this spring is all about Batmania and the newest movie version of The Batman. It might be tough to prove who is the biggest Bat fan on our campus, but math teacher Michael Sweat would definitely be in the running. Mr. Sweat graduated from MBA in 2006 and went on to complete degrees in accounting and mathematics education. And here's a fun fact, his school record for discus still stands outside our McDaniel track. In 2019, he returned to MBA as a member of our math faculty, and he recently sat down with debate coach Austin Yorko to discuss Gotham's Dark Knight. Thanks for joining us today, Mr. Sweat. Are you ready to talk about the Cape Crusader? Yes, I am. All right. I think first we should discuss your origin story. How did you get interested in Batman? Were you already a Batman fan when you were, when you were a student at NBA? No, it was, it was way earlier, like back when I was three or four years old. And um, the first guy I saw was Michael Keaton. So that came out way back in 89. So I was only two years old at the time. So by the time I got my hands on it, uh, really the DVD copy I saw when I was three, I'm surprised I remembered anything back then, but I remember <laughs> that character and the fact that he was just, you know, he's just, he's just a man under a suit with no superpowers yeah. and he's basically like anybody. He's, he's a human being, uh, especially during Halloween. I wanted to be him uh, <laughs> from three years old to probably about 11 or 12 when I stopped uh, you know, going out for Halloween. Uh, I wanted to just be that character. Yeah. And I was also really a big fan of the animated series, too, with Kevin Conroy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, you just can't get... I mean, if you haven't watched that, I don't know where you've been. But that Kevin Conroy's voice as the Batman was very impressive. But Michael Keaton, he really impressed me. And he was really the first guy I saw, too. So, uh, But for him, for um, throughout the years, you know, throughout the past few years, I've purchased Batman comics to understand what drives him to rid of the streets of crime. You know, it's just it's just amazing that he's just a man who's you know he's not like Superman who has yeah. all the powers in the world. He's really just a guy. Now have more money than most of us, but <laughs> he is just a man though. And reading the comments uh, helps me understand how the directors of the movies bring their vision to the big screen. So um, it's just it's just and on top of that, I never really had a fear of of bats. Right. So I really had a fascination for bats. Like you know, and they're you know the bat bats and the Batman actually kind of go through similar stories as far as like being secluded and you know just basically uh being on their own yeah well now i'm expecting you to dress up as batman no 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 no. faculty halloween party no no, i uh i I gave up the halloween costumes i I thought about dressing up as other superheroes but at the same time i I need to get my physique better myself uh, so i don't think i can really show that out at the moment all right so Something interesting about Batman is that there are new superhero series, movies, it seems like, every other month, right? Mm. Most of the time kind of displacing something that's already lost public appeal. In the context of Batman, why do you think it's remained so popular over the years, even when people could have moved on to something else, like any of the countless Avengers, etc.? Well, in my opinion, uh, Batman, like I said before, the first question, he is definitely human just like the rest of us and I think that really connects us with him 
in a, in a way in this universe for Batman, he puts away the criminals in a way the justice system cannot. Uh, in a way, the justice, whether it's police or politicians, judges, where they can't touch these criminals, he he intervenes and does what they cannot do. Um, in a way, in a way, in this, in our, in today's time, we're going through that same similar problem as far as people getting away with things and the, the system actually fails us. Yeah. And I think that's why it kind of it resonates to me to uh, really in a big way is because even though the system fails us, like you know this fictional character gives us a little bit of hope. He's the symbol of hope that we're looking for as far as like what goes on in, in their universe as far as Batman. And we're not looking, I'm not saying we're looking for an actual Batman in, in our universe, but we will look for a symbol of hope. Maybe someone will make a difference, make a change out there. And so that's what it did for me. Even as a young man, I thought that, you know, can there be that symbol of hope? And, it, and you know, for Batman, he, he, bring, he really makes us believe that there is hope for ourselves too. So you must have like you must have very much enjoyed the new movie, right? Because it, it questions, you know, the core of justice and what happens when justice gets corrupted. I did. Um, I didn't know I was gonna like if I was gonna like Robert Pattinson's version of Batman this much. Right. Um, when I saw the trailer, I thought, oh, this is gonna be awesome. But I didn't. <laughs> I didn't walk in thinking it's gonna my high my expectations were really really high. Yeah. But when I walked out. It exceeded those expectations, and I also it's always a great feeling to walk out saying, "Oh, you know, my my ceiling was super high, and this passed my ceiling of expectations." <laughs> so it's always a great feeling to walk out and think that you know that happened. But for Batman, uh, for the Batman, Robert Pattinson's version, he really br- he really brought it as far as his uh, his commitment to the to the character itself. And yeah, he started off as not sure if he's he really started off as vengeance, like as yeah. far as taking people out but he was, still wasn't killing anybody but he still vengeance as far as what happened to his parents way back you know 20 years right. before that and he just wanted to do what was right for the people even though they weren't really on his side but then he won he won them over when the Riddler did what he had to do in the movie right and the fact that he was he helping people in broad daylight and he didn't he was still you know it's best not to show his face but he's that symbol of hope that they were looking for so I think we'll talk about uh, with Pattinson. I think we can get to the big question. And as the Riddler said in the new movie, no lies. With the release of Batman this year, there has of course been a lot of talk about which actor has been the best Batman in movie and TV. Do you have a favorite Batman performance? And would you pick that same actor as your favorite Bruce Wayne? This is a very short, very very tough choice for me to decide which <laughs> Batman is the best, or even which Bruce Wayne is the best. At the very beginning, when I first got um, introduced to Batman, Michael, I love the feel and intimidation that Michael Keaton brought for that character. Even mm-hmm. I mean, he has those those straight stare downs with people, <laughs> and he'll just kind of how Robert Pattinson did in this movie. I'm, I, I love the fact that he brought that back into the movies. But Michael Keaton was the first guy that I saw that he would just stare someone down, and he would just scare him right. You know, he would just scare the living mess out of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christian Bale's dedication and commitment uh, he gives to the character. I mean, he just he just. He brought the physique in that character, even though he was a smaller and comparable size to Michael Keaton as yeah. far as his height. The combinations that uh, and qualities that Robert Pattinson brings to the, to the table, as far as I mean, he's a taller guy. He might not be as big as Christian Bale's as far as his character, but he does bring that intimidation factor where he stares you down. And he just he 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 uses that sense of I don't need to talk, I don't need to say, I don't really need to really do anything. I'll just look at you 
and I'll get the truth out of you just by staring you down. Yeah. And I love what he did for that. But I mean, guys, I can go on. I mean, I can say that Ben Affleck, you know, he his wisdom, his character of, as far as wisdom, um, he was not, he didn't, he was really like thrown uh, off the rails as far as going the, off the beaten path. He was really doing the wrong thing. He was trying to kill Superman. Yeah. But then he realized he needed to have a change of heart and really rely on faith that, you know, instead of killing, I need to go save. I have, to, I have to go back to my roots, and and his dedication to the character really gave promise to like his version to his universe. But I'd have to say the best, the best, the best Bruce Wayne. If I had to say best Bruce Wayne and Batman, I'd, I'd have to roll with Michael Keaton just because he was the very first one I saw. I mean, everybody can say older generation can say that they liked Adam West, and I never saw that. But I think he was just a little too goofy for me. I, I couldn't get through that. <laughs> That TV show, it was not a bad show. I just couldn't get through it because it was just a little bit too loony for me. Yeah. Um, but I say Michael Keaton, um, even though it's back in the '80s, um, I feel like that you know he was the first character I saw in that suit, and even though he was heavily cr- criticized for his for the, the Warner Brothers to choose him as Batman, he really impressed me personally. So I think I have to go with Michael Keaton. It's my favorite too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know that that scene where. He confronts the Joker when he's Bruce Wayne himself. Right. The that you want to get nuts, let's get, get nuts. nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that has become a mantra uh, that uh, we use on the debate team, actually. And yeah, even that kind of scared me. I was like, yeah, is Batman nuts? Is he really nuts? And <laughs> and he's coming back. Like the fact that he's coming back in the Flash, it just gives me chills. Oh, it'll bring me back to my oh, yeah. three-year-old self. I was like, man, this is 31, 32 years, thirty-one years ago, and I was like, I cannot believe it's that long. But he's coming back as Batman. <laughs> I'm so excited to see him in the Flash. So that's, awesome. that's a great thing. So this one may be a little obvious, but I'm, uh, you know, maybe you have a different answer. Mm. If you could only pick one Batman movie to watch for the rest of your life, which one would you would it be? Okay, so this goes against what I, I think is the best Batman and Bruce Wayne. Okay, I'm going with, and I know I might get some uh, criticism for this, but. I'd have to go with Zack Snyder's Justice League, Ben Affleck's version. Oh, okay. uh, I, that's a big shock right there. But his transition from I want to kill Superman to I have to rely on faith, and faith is what hopefully is going to save us from extinction from Darkseid. Yeah. Uh, Zack Snyder really brought it as far as the big screen. I never thought I'd see Darkseid on the screen as far as I never thought I'd be scared of a character as much as Darkseid. I mean, even yeah. though the Joker's is... is is human and he scares us just naturally, but this guy Darkseid is, is is probably bigger than Thanos is, uh, of of the Marvel side of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if I had to pick the two, who's stronger? I'd have to say probably Darkseid, even though everybody's seen Thanos and what he can do, but he needs those stones to be pretty strong. So it's a little bit of a different uh, yeah. advantage. But he brings every, uh, Ben Affleck brings everybody together for the sake of their planet, and I admire, admire all of the Batman movies, but except for there's one that I didn't. Even, didn't enjoy. I didn't enjoy Batman and Robin with George Clooney. I, I can say I did not enjoy that movie at all. I threw that movie in the trash, like the nearest trash can I could find. So I was wondering uh, when that uh, when the George Clooney Batman was gonna arrive. Yeah, in the conversation. No, I, I saw. I told you about four Batman. I was like that. Fit. Uh, even Val Kilmer was pretty. I thought Val Kilmer was not bad. Um, not Christian Bale. Not Robert Pattinson. Not uh, you know Michael Keaton or Ben yeah. Affleck. But. I didn't think he was really a weak link. I think, oh, well, you know, he did one movie. He saw how it was. I don't think he really enjoyed going to a second version right. of Joel Schumacher's uh, universe. Yeah. And he was just a little too comic book, like, as far as the colors, the color scheme. It was just too much of that. Yeah. 
and but Val Kilmer as Bruce Wayne. Now I gotta admit, like as Bruce Wayne, He's Val Kilmer was a very good Bruce Wayne. But if you yeah. have to add Batman to it, like ooh that. It takes some notches <laughs> off of uh, Val Kilmer, but he's not a bad guy. I mean, I just have to say, as Bruce Wayne, I'll pick him all day long. As Batman, ooh, like, my, I got to go with Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah. But um, the Let's Get Nuts scene was a pretty good part as far as Michael Keaton goes. So, you know, oh, man, if, I had to pick, if I had to pick one movie to watch over and over, I can't get tired of Zack Snyder's yeah. uh, Justice League. I mean, I never thought this movie was going to come to light, and it finally did. And the fact that we might not get a second movie makes me cherish that movie even more. Oh, for so, sure. Um, we might get it, we might not, but we finally got it where we have Wonder Woman, Superman, Cyborg, yeah. The Flash, uh, Aquaman, and of course, Batman. Uh, <laughs> and we might not see that again. We may, Most likely we will, because God, it might be a long time from now. Yeah. <laughs> it might be old man with uh, grandkids by that time. <laughs> so... You know, with the constant success of the Dark Knight's crime fighting, um, after the Pattinson movie, a lot of people were a little surprised to see the Joker pop up again in the mm -hmm. end of it. And I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of criticism of they use the same Batman mm -hmm. characters too much, right? So, because we can only assume that there's going to be even more Batman films, spin-offs, etc., what are some characters from the Batman universe you desperately want to see in movies or TV? Well, it's a tie between two individuals and uh, it's Mr. Freeze we don't see him a lot we saw him in George Clooney's version and I don't think that was a fair version because Arnold Schwarzenegger is not the best <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Freeze option I felt like back then Patrick Stewart was the greatest option they could find but they Ooh. I don't know how they don't think of Patrick Stewart but he's an older man now I'm sure he doesn't want to do superhero mm -hmm. uh, movies anymore so Mr. Freeze and Deathstroke um, even yeah. though they did Deathstroke in the uh, the Titans um I want to see him on the big screen. And I felt like um, Joe, Mont I cannot say his name, Montaginello. Um, yeah. I feel like he was going to give us another glimpse of what Destro could be in the second Justice League of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And and now that they scrapped that idea, um, there may be a hint that he's coming back as Destro, but oh. I would love to see Joe Montaginello as Destro because he has that physique, he has that he has that you know that look of him, yeah. And um, to get like a little glimpse of him at the end of what was it called, like uh, Batman versus Superman, th those two guys. I mean, I think Mister Freeze. We just don't get enough information about the guy. I want to I want to know his origin story. I want to know what drives him, even though we technically knows what drives him. It was, it was the the loss of his wife and uh, how she's like in the cryo chamber, and she's just frozen and she can't get out of it. But at the same time, I want to know more about that story. I want right. to see it on the big screen. And in Deathstroke, same thing for him. I want to know what drives him. And even though we, we got a glimpse of what it is, but we, I mean, I would say those two are more, most of, more of the human side. Mm -hmm. I could say Clayface. I could say Killer Croc. I could say Mad Hatter. Yeah. But those guys have more of like, you know, supernatural powers that we right. don't have. So I'd say that probably those two guys I don't like to see on the big screen. Cool. All right. I think that will wrap it up unless you have any more Batman thoughts to share with the audience. Um, what I, I'd have to say, go see, um, if you haven't seen The Batman yet, um, I don't know how anybody has not seen that movie yet, but <laughs> if you haven't, I'd definitely recommend it. Uh, Robert Pattinson definitely surprised me as uh, Robert, as you know, himself as the Batman. Yeah. I had my doubts, but as I had my doubts, I had to think, 
Last time I last time I doubted Heath Ledger, I was like I was super wrong about that one. <laughs> so I said, let me just give this a chance. I had a, 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 a two second doubt of Robert Pattinson. I was like, you know, what, let me go ahead and give him a chance because um, I was wrong on Heath Ledger and he really uh, showed his skills as an actor. And I was like, let me just see what Robert Pattinson can do. And this guy really, he brought the the brute of Bruce Wayne, like as far as like you know, he's just very stoic. Mm-hmm. And oh, brooding. He very, he brought the brooding version of Bruce Wayne. He's not a charismatic guy that you know we know in the comic books, but at the same time, he's a guy that's struggling. He's trying to find his way. Right. And he's and I'm glad we had more Batman on screen time than Bruce Wayne. We, we don't want to see Bruce Wayne. We want to see <laughs> Batman. So I'm glad they did that for that movie. Um, and most movies they do show Bruce Wayne a little too much because mm-hmm. I said like, we, we're not this is not called Bruce Wayne movie <laughs> TV or whatever you want to call it, TV show or movie it's called Batman and I think that the fact that they used him more on screen and the fact that he's struggling as both Bruce Wayne and Batman it, it really goes to show his his human side and yeah. but I'm glad that they brought his his roots back as far as not wanting to uh, kill he wants to bring back justice and that's what what was failed for him as a kid but overall, yeah, I can talk about Batman for uh, for a long time. I mean, I hate the fact that Zack Snyder is not going to get his opportunity to showcase his vision to the world, even though, gosh, I can't decide which one's better, the Batman or Zack Snyder's Justice League. But the fact that there was a scene where the Flash had to save everybody in the Justice League, I have no idea how Warner Brothers cut that out yeah. uh, of that movie. Because that part, like, changed how I viewed the Flash. I was like, he really is one of the heroes. They, without him, there would be no Justice League. There would be no future. And I just wanted to see what Zack Snyder could do for the second go-around. Even though he, if he would just get one more crack and that'd be it for that universe, great. But the fact that they, the Warner Bros. cut it out, I mean, I understand they're going in a different direction, but I think it's going in too many different directions because now you have the Batman out and you yeah. have the Flash that's com- going into his version of where his, I think his mom comes back to life, right. and then you have Michael Keaton coming back, and then so, and then you have Ben Affleck coming back. I said, how many versions do you need? So, um, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with, with the universe with the multiverse, and but I do love DC movies a little bit more just because they're more grounded and they're more detective comics. Uh, mm. Everybody is everybody's face is hidden except for Superman, and still nobody knows who he is. I don't know <laughs> right. how that makes sense, but. But for Avengers and the uh, Marvel Universe, nobody's face is really hidden anymore. And I feel like that takes away the uh, surprise of who it is. Right. And even though Spider-Man, I'm not sure why everybody's like so bent over backwards to find out who Spider-Man is. But everybody knows who Iron Man is and Captain America. <laughs> nobody cares, but everybody cares about Spider-Man. I'm trying to figure out how that makes <laughs> sense. But for, yes, for the DC comic books, I love what they bring to the table, even though they're more criticized and they've been around longer and just haven't had as much success as the short time span that Marvel has been out but um, I just enjoy what they bring to the table it's more of a darker novel series and, and right. of course Detective too. Yeah, so that's what I enjoy about that series cool well thank you for coming to talk to us today about the Batman and maybe we'll have another episode after uh, we get to see Michael Keaton on, on screen yes I cannot <laughs> wait until I mean I think that movie's coming out next year I think they pushed it back another few months it was coming back in November of this year and now it's going to be pushed up back to or pushed forward to 2023 and that's a shame because they're just making us wait longer and longer but 
Uh, just we'll, we'll, we'll get it eventually. Right. Thank you. All right, no problem. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Here on the Hill. For more information about our school, including upcoming admissions and alumni events, please visit montgomerybell.edu. To contact our podcast team, please email hereonthehillpodcast at montgomerybell.edu. That's here with an E-A-R. Thanks for listening. Go Big Red.